Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Today we're going to be talking about how we can build connection in our relationship by just sharing our opinions and preferences, even when it seems like we don't really have one or it doesn't really matter to us what happens. So think about someone that is newly engaged and they are so excited to plan their wedding. And maybe the bride has different things in their mind of what they want. But at each segment along the way, they ask, hey, what do you think about this? You know, they go to cake tasting and they say, hey, which of these cakes do you like? And he responds, oh, whatever you want, babe. And then they go to pick out flowers and she says, hey, which of these flowers do you like? And he says, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want, babe. And before that, they're talking about what colors do you want? And he says, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want, babe. And this goes on and on through all the choices of the wedding. I think from one perspective, that man is doing the right thing, right? He is saying, whatever you want, I just want to make you happy. And that could be totally true. But from the other perspective, it could feel like they don't really care or it doesn't matter. Even though the heart of the matter is it doesn't matter to him and he just wants her to be happy. So now imagine the same situation, but with a slightly different interaction where he's asked, hey, what do you think about these flowers? Actually, I prefer the roses. I think the roses look very nice, but I'm happy to go with whatever you prefer. Or another one, the cake. Actually, I really like the vanilla. That's one of my favorites. I really enjoy that. But I know Lily Koi is one of your favorites, so we can go with that if you like instead. Or with the colors, you know, I'm not really great on identifying what colors go together, but these are colors that I tend to like. But I'm happy to go with whatever you like because I'm uncertain. And when you come across in that way, you're still sharing your opinion, but still letting it be a free range for your partner to choose if you really don't have a strong stance on something. And it allows them to see and know that you care and you're interested versus if you just say whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever you want. It's sending this message that you may not be intending, which is, I don't really care. Stop asking me. And that's not necessarily what you're trying to say, but that can come across in that way. And then it can make your partner feel as though they are on their own with trying to make all these big decisions. Yeah, and I think that's the big point right there is that, you know, the, in this example of wedding planning, you want to make sure that you are in this together. And although she may have different things already set in her mind, when she asks for your opinion, share what you think. And if you don't have an opinion on it, and if you truly don't care, I think it's still important to take a minute and think, okay, if I had to choose between these two, what would I choose? Because it does make her feel like you guys are in this together. And in the examples that Tim used, in all of them he said, but I'm happy to go with whatever you want. I think there might be times where you do have a strong preference on things, and you want to be able to share that. You don't have to end everything with, but I'm happy to go with whatever you want if you truly do have a preference on what it is. Yeah, that's more of an example of if you have a very slight preference or you might not really have a big preference at all, but you're trying to help show your partner I'm invested or I'm involved. And so this is more for the people who have a tendency not to want to share to encourage them to share. So what we're talking about today applies when somebody is asking for your opinion on something. 
We're not talking about when someone comes and sits down and they're just venting about things going on and the advice of you're supposed to ask, do you want my opinion or do you want me to listen? We're talking specifically about sharing your preferences and opinions on things that when people ask, you usually respond, oh, it doesn't matter to me or whatever you want. And how in really digging in and taking the time to kind of reflect and think, what would I choose? By doing that, it could really build connection. And it's an opportunity to even just see what each other's preferences are. And these are things that really don't matter on a situation-by-situation basis. But over the life of your relationship, you're investing in it by just sharing your opinion. And I think, too, you're getting to know that person on a deeper level. And I think a lot of times people might ask somebody's opinion, not because they necessarily need help with choosing an option, but because they're curious what you think about it. And so they're asking the question to get information more about you than about the situation. And so I think that's what you tend to do a lot. You'll ask me a question or my opinion about something, not because you need help understanding or making a choice, but because you just want to know more about how my mind works or what I like or what I'm interested in. Now, I'll say for me on the other side, I normally, if I ask you, hey, what shirt should I wear? It's because I'm having a hard time choosing the shirt. I'm not sure if it looks good or not. And so I want your opinion because that helps me. But that's not always why you ask me questions. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of times I'll approach a situation or I'll come up to even simple options like what flavor of jelly, right? And I think, oh, I wonder what Tim would choose just because I don't right off the bat know. So then I'm curious. I wonder what he would have chosen. Where this actually just came up the other day where we were making peanut butter jelly sandwiches and we had grape or strawberry. And I was trying to guess what he would have chosen. And I would have thought, great. And so when he chose strawberry, he didn't just stop there. He said, grape jelly is the worst option. Which is funny because we always have grape jelly in the house and we never really talked about it. But I was like, why do we always have grape jelly? Strawberry is the best jelly. (laughs) And we're always giving the kids grape jelly. Why don't we have the strawberry? And apparently I was unaware of this. You really like the grape jelly. And I guess the kids enjoy it as well. Yeah. And I think that's so funny because I wouldn't have even thought to ask that question But it wasn't because I really needed an answer and I needed help deciding. But it was because I was just curious on what he would have chosen. And then for me, I did actually have a pretty strong opinion on it, right? If I ever have the option between strawberry and grape, there's no way I'm going to grab that grape (laughs) jar. And so I just shared that. Now, I think a part of the thing is sometimes people can be uncomfortable sharing their opinion because it does open them up to some level of criticism. I was watching a video the other day, and it was this video of a couple's therapy session, and the therapist was really kind of needling and digging at the husband to try to get him to share his opinion on something. And his defense was, well, I don't really have a strong opinion about a lot of things, but she was trying to get him to share an opinion about anything, and he wouldn't do it. And where that comes more from, I would say, is more of a fear of a negative response when sharing your opinion or a fear of being critiqued when you share something. Right, I totally agree that another reason why people don't share is because they were criticized or ridiculed for sharing their opinion, right? And it could just be on a simple thing that didn't even matter. Like if we were at the cake tasting for the wedding plans, right? And I say, hey, which of these did you like? And he says, oh, I like the vanilla one. And instead of sharing my opinion that, oh, I like the lily koi, I harp on what he says. 
and I say, oh, but that one was so dry. You like vanilla? And I just kind of ream him for his opinion. Then that puts a little note in the back of his mind that she's not safe to share my opinion with, even if it's just small and it didn't matter. Rather than me being able to say, oh, I felt like that was a little dry, right? There's a difference. I'm sharing the same information that I thought the vanilla was dry, but there's a difference in my tone of voice. There's a difference in the judgment of it saying, what? Vanilla? It was so dry. Why would you pick that one? Even going back to the jelly one, when I said grape is the worst jelly, I wasn't saying people who like grape are the worst, right? I was just saying, for my opinion, it's not a flavor that I like. And it all comes across in the delivery. And so how are you delivering your opinion? And if you're adding that sense of judgment on there, you are going to cause your partner to be more hesitant or more careful or more worried about sharing their opinion in the future. And then you may end up pushing your spouse into a position, just like in this video, where this guy was absolutely relentlessly not willing to share his opinion about anything. And that can either be from your relationship, or that can also be some kind of trauma spilling over into your relationship from their past experiences with other people. And going into past experiences, another reason why people don't share is that in the past, they were asked their opinion, but then that person didn't choose their option. So maybe they took away that, why would I even share it if she didn't even really want to know what I thought because she didn't choose it? And I think it boils down to is that you have different ideas behind why people ask things. And so we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but if I ask for an opinion about something, it's normally because I need help making a choice or a decision. But again, going back to this idea of, hey, I'm asking you because I want to know more of how you think or what you're interested in, not necessarily because I need help choosing. And I think you fall more into that category. And I think we have gotten into some conflict in the past over this before till we talked this out and then we understood the difference of perspective when we're asking these types of questions. And so for me to know, hey, you're using this as an opportunity kind of more to connect by understanding me at a deeper level so that if you don't choose my opinion, I don't get hurt feelings from that or I don't get irritated because I feel like I'm wasting my breath because I understand there is a motivation, there is a benefit at the end. It's just it wasn't the benefit I originally thought it was. Yeah, and a lot of times I will ask you, hey, which earrings do you think I should wear? And there are times where it really doesn't matter to me and I want to know which one you think I should wear and then I go with that one. But there are times where when I ask you, I kind of have a leaning toward what I want and then I ask you and then sometimes that will confirm, okay, that's what I'm going to choose. But sometimes you pick the opposite and then I have to go back and kind of consider and think about it and then sometimes I choose the opposite of what you chose. But I do enjoy going to you and asking you what your preference is, even though I don't always choose it. I do feel like it's allowed me even a deeper connection with you in me getting ready in the morning. And I do want to know your opinions because overall, I do want to know if you like things or if you don't like things. But I could totally see how that could cause you to not share your opinion if I didn't choose your option every single time. And you thought that was the only purpose of why I was asking you. Absolutely. I can see that people in that situation, if they felt like their opinion was never chosen, it could almost come across as an intentionally disrespectful action on your part. But then understanding that underlying motivation helps me to know that that's not the reason behind it. And so this is one of the things that's important to know. Our intimate relationships with our partners are some of the most complex relationships in our lives. 
And it requires these deeper levels of conversation where we're trying to get to know and understand our partner at this deeper, more intimate level. But it requires conversations like this that may even come across as silly or unnecessary, but that once you have that deeper understanding, it actually allows you to enjoy the relationship on this deeper level where you really understand your partner's motivations and what they're trying to accomplish with their behaviors. But if you don't take the time to have these conversations, you're left to try to interpret what those meanings are. And a lot of times we can have misinterpretations of those meanings, and then we keep imagining generally our partner to be a more and more sinister person when that's not at all their intent. Another reason why people might not share their opinion is because of codependency or people-pleasing. What that entails is somebody worrying so much about disagreeing with their partner, fearing so much that they might irritate or annoy their partner, not necessarily because their partner might have a bad reaction, but because they're terrified that it would separate them in any way, shape, or form from their partner. Oh, I have a different opinion. That's bad. That means we're not as connected as we could be. Versus it's absolutely fine to have a difference of opinion from your partner. That doesn't separate you from each other. And understanding those opinions can bring you to this deeper relationship. But that deep-seated level of fear. And when I was watching this video again about this marriage counseling session where the therapist was needling at that guy trying to get him to give up his opinion, it really seemed to me like it was a codependent type of action where he had this just deep emotional mental block to sharing it for fear that she would not be on the same page with him and then that would feel like it was a disconnect between me and you. Right, and so in your relationship, you want to make sure that you do have a safe place where you're able to share your opinions. And then when you don't have opinions or when it really doesn't matter, kind of gauge, is this an opportunity where having an opinion and sharing that opinion could connect you to your spouse? And we're not saying this big, deep connection where it's, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. But it's just another little opportunity to engage and to connect with each other. And I do think if your initial thought process behind that is my opinion doesn't matter, you need to ask yourself the question, am I feeling this way because of my partner's behavior? Or is this an internal belief system that I'm operating under that hasn't been imparted to me by my partner? Is this something that I have developed throughout the course of my own life? Maybe some negative experiences with other relationships like my parents or other romantic relationships. And if that's kind of the case is stepping back and trying to then create an understanding with your partner now, does my opinion matter? And the only way you can really do that is by sharing your opinion and then seeing what their response is. So going back to that original example we gave you of a couple that's just getting engaged, how awesome would it be to go through that planning together? And even if she takes care of things that she never even asks you about, when it comes to things that she asks you about, think about it. Because it really could be an opportunity where she feels like you guys are in this together and you're making decisions no matter how small it is and no matter how insignificant it seems to you, for the most part, she wants to know. And I think especially this is the beginning of your marriage. And so start it off strong and set the tone where you guys are in this together. And even if you've been married for a number of years and this is a pattern that you've engaged into, Again, if you want to shift it into a more healthy direction, there's no time like the present. Start doing things differently. Now, I would say if you're going to take a dramatic shift, you might want to give your partner a little bit of a heads up and let them know, hey, by the way, I was listening to this podcast and it helped me to understand maybe I need to be sharing my opinion a little bit more. 
And so I'm going to be doing that a little bit. And so I just wanted to make you aware that I'm going to be expressing my opinion more. And that can allow you to then have them more on board with you if you're shifting this direction where they're aware of what you're doing and what your motivation is. But if you just kind of drop it out of them out of the blue and you've been married for 15 years and you've never once shared an opinion and now you're sharing your opinion about everything, they're going to look at you cross-eyed and be like, what's going on here? Why is this happening? And they're going to be at the very least curious as to why there's a shift in direction. And then I would say, watch and be aware of what happens after that, right? After you start sharing your opinion, does it help you engage in conversation? Does it open up opportunities for conversation on things you just never knew about your spouse? And I also think a little bit of a word of warning. If you're going in a new direction, there is always the possibility that it could start off a little bit rough. So I think whenever you're setting off on something new, there's a process that you're likely to go through. And this is normally applied to group processes, but I think it also happens whenever you're trying to blaze a new path. And basically what happens whenever you're doing something new is that there's a likelihood that you're going to run into the forming, storming, norming process. And so what you're going to do is you're going to form a new process. But when you form that new process and you start to implement it, then you're going to have a little bit of storm that comes up with that. And then after that storm, then you get to the norming process. And so what that kind of looks like, again, is if you're going to start sharing your opinion and you've never shared your opinion before, that is you forming this new pattern of behavior. But then as you do that, you're likely to get some level of resistance, even if it's just the question like, well, you're sharing your opinion a lot more. Why is that? And that can feel like a little bit of a stormy interaction, or it can cause actual conflict between you and your spouse. And that is the storming process. The storming process isn't bad, but it's just renegotiating how things are going. Hey, something's different. What about this? I'm curious. Oh, maybe I don't like this. I'm struggling with this. We need to talk more about that. And as you go through that storming process, you're trying to get to this deeper level of understanding as to why this process is happening, what's the appropriate way we can go about this process. And then after that, then you get into the norming process where, hey, now this is just a normal part of our interactions. Now, you don't always go from the forming, storming, norming. You might just seat right in. It might be smooth sailing, no problems at all. But I want you to have it always in your mind that it's a possibility whenever you're starting to go a new direction that there might be a little bit of a storm in there. But don't be afraid of that because after the storm, then you get to that norming process where now it's just accepted. This is how we interact. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know. Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988 if you are contemplating suicide.